This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. BBC Sounds. Music, radio, podcasts. From BBC Radio 5 Live, this is the TMS podcast at the Cricket World Cup. Indies have retained the title. And India have caused one of the greatest upsets in the history of all sport. It's all over. And England are out of the World Cup. That is absolute ignominy. Australia have emphatically won their fifth World Cup. Hello, I'm Simon Mann and welcome to the Test Match Special Podcast at the Cricket World Cup. We're a week away from the start of the tournament and starting from today we'll have a podcast every day between now and the end of the tournament. So make sure you're subscribed via BBC Sounds or your usual podcast app. Today we're going to look ahead to the tournament with some of the names you'll hear on the podcast during the World Cup, starting with Michael Vaughan. Now Michael, what are you looking forward to most from the 2019 World Cup? Oh, I, I just think the buzz of the country. I, I've got a feeling that uh, the whole nation is going to realise that you know cricket is the number one. There's not a great deal of other sport going around, and you know I think there's going to be a real vibrancy across all the cities that are hosting games. And you know with the the impact that it have on social media, um, I'm just hoping the whole country you know galvanise the, the game of cricket because they see an England side that's potentially got a great chance. Uh, they play a, a brand of cricket that I think we're all very excited by but when you look at many of the other teams you've got India that will bring a huge amount of support they'll be up there with the favourites with the likes of Virat Kohli uh, Jasprit Bumrah, MS Dhoni you'd have to say it's going to be his last 50 over World Cup uh, Pakistan the West Indies New Zealand Australia who have suddenly found form which they generally always do um, towards the, the start of a World Cup so I think we're in for a, a great uh, six-week tournament where I'm just hoping that for the month of June and, and, and the start of July, there's no Premier League football, there's no Euro uh, Championship football. Uh, there's an England's Women World Cup, which is going to get a, a lot of uh, attention, as it should do. But I'm just hoping that over the course of six weeks, people that necessarily wouldn't have watched cricket will start to watch and listen to cricket because if it's in this country and the, the brand of cricket and the profile of cricket will be raised because of it. England clearly are among the favourites. What about the rest? Who are the, who are the sides that they, they really fear? I mean, we, we've seen India do well in the UK. Australia, of course, have, have got players coming back. Anybody else apart from those two sides that can really, really challenge? Yeah, I think there's only two teams that can't win it. Um, I don't think Sri Lanka can. I don't think they've got a good enough team. Um, they've had a lot of off-field problems as well, Sri Lanka, so I don't give them a, a cat in hell's chance of winning it. Afghanistan... The first time that we've seen Afghanistan in a 50-over in a World Cup, and I think that's going to be a great spectacle. Uh, they've got some star quality uh, in Rashid Khan, Mohammed Nabi, Mujib. Uh, so they've got some star quality, but again, I don't think they can win the, the World Cup, but they can take a couple of scalps along the way. Uh, Bangladesh, I, I think they're a team that you need to be careful of. Uh, I don't think they can win it, but they can certainly surprise some of the bigger teams. But... You then look at the West Indies, uh, Dre Russell, Andre Rush. You've got the universe boss, Chris Gale, as the, the vice captain. Full of power, the West Indians. I, I think they can chase down any target, but I think their bowling might be their, uh, their weak hand. New Zealand under Kane Williamson. Yeah, hardly anyone's mentioning him right. at all. No, well, they, they potentially can get to semi-finals. They generally do, and if they do that, you're two games away from, from lifting the trophy. Uh, they can win it, certainly can, but whether they have enough to 
play so well over such a long period of time would be their question. The Australians are the ones that I'd be, be watching. England, clearly. India. Uh, Pakistan. Pakistan, historically, have always played well in England. Got to the final in 99, won the T20 World Cup here. Won the Champions Trophy here two years ago. Uh, so Pakistan, I think, will be a massive threat. Uh, but it's those Aussies. You just look at Australia with David Warner and Steve Smith back. With the likes of Glenn Maxwell, you've seen Kawaja fine form, Aaron Finch's found form. You've got Pat Cummins, Mitchell Stark, Adam Zampa. Uh, some real quality in the bowling, some some difference in the bowling, and they'll field very well. You know, with the ability that all these players have in each team to strike the ball, you know, I think we're going to see huge scores. I think we're going to see 350 plus on a regular occurrence. What about 500? Do you think we're going to see a 500 chance. score? Yeah, there's a chance. Yeah, there's a. I think this is a bit of the last World Cup and the last chance for a 500 score because I'm pretty sure the ICC will go back to a ball that will do something. Uh, these white balls, the Kookaburra white balls with no seam are doing nothing. It's just a, it's a bit like Tin Can Alley. You just roll up, roll up, get struck to the boundary. It's whichever team can strike the most. I don't think it's a great look for the game, but... You know, there's going to be huge scores and you're just looking at teams that have got a bit of pace with the ball and I think that's going to be important and also fielding. I think fielding is going to be absolutely crucial. The teams that can really hold those chances, you know, it's not just the, the 9 out of 10 chances, it's those 5 out of 10 grabs, you know, the flying one-handers, the catches on the boundary where you see fielders go over the edge, flick it back. I think it's going to be the fielding team that could make a massive difference and that's why you look at Pakistan, India... They're all right in the field, but they're not quite as good as some of the other teams. And, you know, it might be at the end of the World Cup, we talk about the power of the batting units, uh, the variation in bowling, but these balls are doing nothing. So it's almost nullifying the variation in bowling. Fielding's going to be a, a real big cog in, in the wheel that wins this World Cup. What about spin? How big a, a place will spin play in an, an England and Wales World Cup? Well, on a fresh wicket... Um, It'll play a part, but not as much as a part potentially as, as we've seen in the past. If the ICC direct the pitches to be very, very dry, as they did two years ago in the Champions Trophy, uh, as they did the previous Champions Trophy, uh, spin will play a massive part. But you know, if these pitches are like we've just seen in the series against Pakistan, you know, there's been some high-class spin bowlers on show that have got nothing out of the surface. Um, if they start to to get some good weather and the pitches start to get really kind of dry of course spin will play a big part which will play into the hands of Pakistan and India so if we get six weeks of I guess real hot weather uh, the subcontinent teams Bangladesh will be a massive threat if we get conditions that are a little bit cloudy and cool and the pitches stay quite fresh and quite hard well I'd think the the, the team from you know England uh, Australia uh, potentially New Zealand could could find themselves lifting the trophy. So it is a lot in condition, on conditions. Uh, I just think we're going to see a huge amount of runs. I think we're going to see lots and lots of hundreds. I think we're going to see lots and lots of sixes. And I'm afraid if I was a bowler, I'd be having a cough or two every now and again and missing the odd game because it's going to be very, very stressful for the bowlers. The old hamstring strain. Now, talking about lots of runs, who is going to be the leading bats? Now, I'm going to get you to draw. The, it's a sweepstake we've got, and you're going to draw a name out of this envelope. Who, who... How, many, how many names are in here? Lots. 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 Right, here we go. The leading... Bat By the way, this is a sweepstakes, so it's just being pulled out of an envelope. Who have you gone for? Oh. <laughs> Who is it? Imanul Hack. Imanul Hack. I mean, he'll do all right, but he's not going to be a leading scorer. Do I get another go? No, you don't. Is right, I'm, I'm going to have a go now. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I... Here we go. Jason Roy, David Warner, I bet. Oh, who is it? Is it? 
Kane Williamson. Kane Williamson. Well, that's not bad. I'm, I'm quite happy not with that. Bad. Yeah. And like Iman. Iman, is, if he, he can get that elbow right, we saw him get a tremendous hundred in Bristol. Um, he's not bad a shout, but you know, you look at David Warner. Don't back against David Warner being the leading run scorer in the World Cup. He just got the orange cap in the Indian Premier League, and he looks like he's in the mood. So I won't back against uh, David Warner. Right. Let's have a look more specifically at England now. Andy Zaltzman is with Phil Tufnell and Ebony Rainford-Brent. The TMS Podcast, available every day during the Cricket World Cup. So, Ebony, Phil, England, favourites for the World Cup. Traditionally, when we go to a World Cup, things fall apart absolutely (laughs) disastrously. Is it going to be different this time? I think it is going to be different. We've got such a strong squad. We seem to have all the bases covered and also on the bench, so to speak. We've got great uh, strength there as well. So I think it's just the way the guys go about it and handle the pressure of playing a home series. But I think, yeah, I think we're justifiably uh, favourites. I think adding Joffrey Archer as well is kind of a game changer. Just seeing how he's got the pace, he's got the variations, he's got everything in there. The only nervous thing for me is just staying fit. There's a couple of niggles knocking about. It's a long tournament. But if England can keep the boys fit, there's no reason why they're not in that final. And how much different is it playing in a World Cup, particularly at home, compared with just playing the regular game through the year where there isn't that, that intense pressure, that sort of must must win approach. Yeah, I think there will be that the added pressure of playing at home, the World Cup at home. Uh, but these guys nowadays, you know, what I mean, they play franchise cricket game, they go round the world, big bash, IPL, and all this kind of stuff. Uh, I think that they're a lot more uh, sort of ready for it uh, this World Cup. But it will come in uh, into play in a little bit but it's all about momentum if once the boys get going if they get off to a good start and keep that momentum rolling I think they'll be able to handle the pressure I think it adds a benefit as well because there's not any ground here that they won't have been to know every sort of corner so there's maybe a comfort of just being able to you know you know where your local restaurants you know where everything is so inside <laughs> and around the game <laughs> maybe a few other things you never know but you get my point they, they'll have everything they need in place they'll feel ready to go I think Right, I mean, there's so many questions that could emerge from that. It's and very important they know where a good chippy is <laughs> just before the semi final. It's those key, those key one, one percenters, one percenters. Absolutely. It, and I mean, a couple of things. We mentioned Joffrey mm. Archer. Could he be the missing piece mm. in England's arm? Because we've seen they've had basically Rashid, Plunkett, and Wokes being their main wicket takers. Mm. Apart from that, not many people pick up big loads of wickets. Could Archer be. A major factor. Yeah, I don't think he's a missing piece because I think England side's a world number one in the world anyway at the moment. I think he's just another really, really good piece. You know what I mean? It makes the England side even better than it is for me. Well, I, I think he the thing he adds is pace. So I know Mark Wood's been knocking about, but not played as much um, in this format. If you've got someone who's bowling 90 miles an hour regularly and he looks like he's doing it with ease, I think that's the thing that just gives that England that lift. I think you're right, Tuffers. I think they've got all bases covered, but this is an X factor that gives them another boost. And who, who is England's one or two key players for this? You know, if England are going to succeed and win the tournament, who do you see as the most important figures in the squad? I think there's going to be a lot of runs scored. Um, I think it's going to come down to the bowlers. Who's got the best bowling unit? Which, again, Joffrey Archer just is that other little little X factor as well. Adil Rashid as well. Um, I think that the spin bowlers will have a crucial role to play. England sometimes bank on the seamers a little bit too much don't forget the old twiddlies because they'll have a crucial role to play for me I I think the one player that often sometimes gets overlooked but is outstanding is Joe Root just because he's that anchor role because 
look, we've got so much batting, but he's so adaptable. If the game needs, he can sort of just settle in, but all, equally he can get the rate going. So he's kind of that anchor for me and making sure England always put a good score on the board. Don't forget the old twiddlies is a good rule for life in general. <laughs> so how, how difficult is it in a, in a World Cup if... You know, say England lose a couple of games early on, they've got a difficult end, they have to play Australia, India, New Zealand in their last three games. Do you, do you think this squad has the, you know, the, the, the strength to pull through a difficult patch? Uh, I, I do. I think that uh, during the likes of a tournament or a World Cup or something like that, I think it, it is a squad game. Um, you can't keep relying on your gun players, your gun batsmen. They're, they're going to have a couple of ropey games as well. Other people are going to have to stick their hand up. And it sometimes comes from areas which you don't quite think it will come from. Um, and it's the same with the bowling as well. So it, it, it's, it's a squad effort and, um, and you've got to each, you know, there will be a game when you've got to sort of like scrap and you've got to try and get yourself over the line when someone has to come, you know, to the fore to do that for you. And so I think that everyone has got to, you know, be prepared to stick their hand up when it comes their way. Yeah, I think teams who've done well for me, you look at Pakistan, Champions Trophy, T20 World Cup, they are a momentum side. So they can come in sometimes to a tournament, very little form. They're even playing England at the moment, not in the best of touch. But what they do is they kind of gradually always improve. I think for England, the, the challenge is their standard is already high. But as long as they keep that going all the way through, I think that Island Games are kind of a, a sum up of, of what they might sometimes come across. And as long as you say you've got those one or two players who are experienced enough to get you over the line. And, and, and what England have done so well over this four-year period is build a squad of experience. I remember hearing a number early on, uh, Paul Farbrace was talking about everyone having 30 caps. That's just making sure that everyone's got the experience. And you look at that squad, there's no real, apart from Joffre, who, let's face it, he's got the experience globally. Everyone's got the experience to handle those tough moments. So I think that build, as long as they're there and thereabouts, they can fire in the final stages. It doesn't matter if it's scrappy cricket in the group stages. They have this extraordinary tale, don't they, with, you know, players like Rashid and Archer down about at, about at 11. Mm. And that seems to be sort of fundamental to their approach, that that gives the top order licence. Can you see a scenario where we have Adil Rashid coming as a number 11 in the World Cup final, having to score 30? It will happen. It will happen. It always does. There will always going to be those couple of sort of like pivotal moments uh, in a World Cup. Look at us down at Cardiff. You know, when we needed to... That's the one thing I'm slightly worried about this England time. Because you've got such a luxury of these guys down the end, sometimes, you know, you can get yourself up in trouble up the front. You know, if a green top and Rabada all of a sudden knocks three out quickly, you know, you've got to then re-evaluate the pitch and know what a score is that's going to get you over the line. That's what England's got to be careful of. And, and I guess in that, that Champions Trophy game in Cardiff in, in 2017, when they lost the semi-final, having played brilliantly in the, the group stage, I guess that's the one, the one thing we don't know mm. about this England side... When there is true kind of overwhelming pressure, <laughs> will they? I guess we'll just won't know until till it happens. Yeah, we do, we don't have that kind of pedigree, do we? You look at Australia and the amount of World Cups they've won, and even though they might have been out of it, what they do know is how to win. Again, with Pakistan, they, they they've done well, especially over here. England, you you look at the the Champions Trophy, you look at the T Twenty World Cup as well. Finally, you know the final moments. Have we got that that side? The one thing I would say is Owen Morgan. There's something about him as a personality, yeah. as a as a kind of a, a leader of these men that I feel he's just the one at this moment. They've kind of gone through every scenario. He's got the mindset to do it. But there's no doubt. That's the thing, isn't it? Do you know how to win when it is all there? And that's the question that's got to be answered. Yeah, if England play on flat pitches, we win. Mm. Yeah, but it's just that kind of uh, it, 
that that slightly dodgy pitch that turns a little bit and it's not you know or used pitch is how can they then get a score that is going to get them just over the line Morgan's captaincy is interesting because he's been obviously hugely influential in the English white ball white ball cricket. Pretty much every World Cup winning captain has been a major mm. Test player. He's in a rather different different situation. Uh, how do how do you see his you know what he brings? to the England side that other captains haven't in the past? Yeah, I think one thing, you know, look, the most important thing is the freedom that he's got the players expressing themselves with. And I think in this four-year cycle where they revamped the way they played, he was already leading in that. So I think he got the respect of players of, we're going to play this new brand, but he was already doing that. Then the other is just, I think, how calm he is. I mean, he got a 50, you know, a couple of days ago, and that's the most like kind of expressive I've seen him. Other than that, he's always like a rock. And I think as a player, you really respect that. You like captains who aren't emotional ping pongs and you know you're you're feeling their emotions uh, we're both nodding here because I was an emotional ping pong in the in the changing room but you you want that sort of calmness under pressure and coolness and I think that's what he brings is that just cool head keeps things simple and I think the players respond to that tactically very aware as well mm. captains really well as you say um and just got all the boys playing for him culture they all keep talking <laughs> about this culture don't they in the dressing room so um yeah, he's, he's got it. Go, he's got it going on at the moment, Owen. So all in all, we're confident it could be the first England semi-final since 1992. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> no. Because the last time I was part of it. Getting back in the dressing rooms. Well, you? there you go. No, I think we've got a great chance. It's just if you know if. A, we don't let the pressure of a home series get to us, which I don't think we will. And B, you know, if we just don't get too carried away with it as well. I think there's a bit of momentum. Also, look, the women won here at home. So I think that's a good omen. 2017, kick it on a couple of years. The men at home, it's got to be done. So fingers crossed. Now we're running through the, through the World Cup. We're running a sweepstake. We're, we're each picking a batsman from the hat. Who's gonna, and the winner is the, whoever has the batsman with the most runs. Mm. Toughest, will you draw yes. your sweepstake yes, batsman yes, out? Okay, here we go. Oh, it's a little bit fiddly. Got one. There we go. I, oh, it's probably a long name. It's a very long piece of paper. Ross Taylor, New Zealand. Not a bad shout. Not, not a bad shout. Hugely consistent in, in ODI cricket. Very experienced as well. Mm. And uh, usually gets a sort of a semi-final, the New Zealanders. Do you fancy them this time? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ebbs. So, 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 OK, so this is my okay, pick. This is your, okay, your okay, sweepstake. Let me dig deep then. We're looking for... I've always been looking for that moment in glory, so this, if I find someone I can ride off the, the back of. Faf de Plessis, South Africa, that's not a, that's a reasonable shout. I mean, Steady. I don't really see South Africa... I, they're not in my, like, final four, so that's the issue. However, talented batter. Available every day during the Cricket World Cup. This is the TMS Podcast from BBC Radio 5 Live. Well, thank you, Andy. Well, that's England done. Now it's time to take a look at the best of the rest. I'm Charles Dagnall, along with me, Ramiz Raja. And Ramiz, it's very difficult to look past England and India as favourites for this uh, ICC Cricket World Cup. Where, where, where might we get some other threatening teams in this competition? Um, Australia. Uh, because they've got a formidable bowling lineup. Uh, they've got Warner and Smith back playing for them as well. Um, even though their record uh, in England in limited overs cricket, I mean, let's not forget that they didn't qualify for the semi final in the Champions Trophy, mm-hmm. um, undone by weather uh, at times. But uh, their record in England in limited overs in the last few years has not been great. So that'll challenge them. Uh, but they still have a formidable all round strength. I just wonder if that. 
the nature of Australia One Day Cricket. I mean, they had a pretty ordinary year in One Day International Cricket, and then they've got and and. Of course, Smith and Warner coming back, whether whether they like it or not, yeah. it's news. And whether the pressure will be put on them, yes, they've been incorporated mm. back into the squad and everybody knew that that was going to happen. But there is going to be news stories. Whichever ground they go to, they'll be jeered. Whichever opposition they'll mm. play, and, and especially when they come up against England. So is that a factor that Australia have to take on board? I think so, yes. I think uh, they should be well prepared for a few years and, and make sure that they're welcome back in the drug, uh, in the dugout. And I think it's, in, it's important that they feel, they're made to feel part of the unit. In World Cup event, you can't afford to have a controversy like this. So um, uh, they need to welcome them and they need to perform also. It's important that Warmer takes his brilliant IPL form yeah. back here in the World Cup. And Smith, even though, you know, in, in ODI terms... Is not a real threat, but because he's got experience and class and his CV is so uh, impressive that you've got to fear him as well. So, But I like the way the, the Australian team has shaped up with the ball uh, because they've, they've got pace, they've got variety, there's Zampa with leg spin, uh, you know, the spin department with line also in there. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't look that bad, and so they feel well, uh, and I, I'm sure they'll be a threat. I think, yeah, with Stark and Cummins, Cummins. is the one. Pat, Pat Cummins is the one he has yeah. become over the last 12 months. Well, world class, in but That's with right. both bat and ball, and he can provide a lot of useful lower order runs as well. Australia just do look a little yeah. stronger. Well, of course, when you stick Warner and Smith in a top order, it's going to strengthen them in one respect. A lot of a lot of people. Let's move on. A lot of people not talking about South Africa a great deal. They're ranked yeah. number three in the world. You'll have seen them relatively recently in the yeah. uh, one day series over in South Africa. Yeah. Are will they? be happy about not being talked about being sort of just under the radar if you like you see there's this choking issue with them in world cup events be the fitness uh, i mean the fast bowlers have not really been 100 percent yeah, of late has been struggling a bit rabada dale stain ngidi you know he's coming back after an injury as well didn't take part in the ipl as well so how fit is the bowling unit i mean if fully fit they'll be a real threat um can they get over the line in 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 uh, all important tournaments. That's the other question they need to answer. Uh, Faf Duplissi leads them extremely well. Mm. He's a calm captain. Um, the other real issue is Amla's form. Even though his numbers are still impressive, but I saw him struggle at times and not be as consistent as he used to be, uh, you know, getting on a bit as well. So whether they'll play him all the time or not, it's a, it's a, it's a real worry and a question for them. Um, but they've got Decock, who's been in great form, and he's a real... Uh, value addition because yeah. he keeps wickets and then, you know, he can be absolutely ruthless as an opener. It just seems to me that they are a little undercooked. And you mentioned about that uh, injury problems that they have and then they go away and play franchise cricket yeah. and they might not be fully fit. But, I mean, who's to say what can happen in a World Cup? But it's just one of those teams that don't that don't stick out yeah. to me of, as, as being a contender, even though... They're third in the world. It is a very open World Cup, of course. Right. One side that both me and you love, mm. and we could we could wax lyrical about them for I'm sure numerous uh, numerous hours, but we'll try and keep it as short as we can. Is New Zealand? Yeah, we think they are 
they have pretty much every base covered. Kane Williamson, not only a great, great batsman, probably one of the top four in the world, along with Virat and Joe Root and, uh, and also Steve Smith. But they have a seam bowling department, which is threatening in Bolton and Tim Southey, hugely experienced, yeah. Ross Taylor, Tom Latham. They have so many different weapons. And another side that no one's talking about. Yeah, you're right, absolutely right. I've always made them as a real threat and a contender um, in a World Cup event. Um, you see, let's not forget Guptill and Munro at the top. Yeah. Uh, and you've got Ross Taylor, whose numbers are second to Virat Kohli. I mean, he's been marvellously consistent and a match winner. Uh, he's a big match player. And then Williamson, because he plays spin so well and is a great bond between top order and late middle order. I mean, they've got all-round strength. Uh, Grand Arm is also and they've got pace. They've pace got as real well. pace. There's left arm pace, Trent Bold, and there is right arm pace as well. And they feel brilliantly. And I think they now play with gay abandon. I mean, thanks to their ex skipper Brendan McCullum, who instilled in them this this sense of entertainment and sense of self belief that New Zealand look uh, like any other great side these days. I mean, the, the flavour that they uh, bring on on the park. Is brilliant. He was the person that really inspired yeah, what absolutely. England have started to do now over, ever since the uh, the World Cup of 2015. Just keep an eye out for New Zealand yeah. and the way that they play. Any given conditions, they adapt beautifully well. They've got decent spin bowlers in Ish mm. Sodi. They, I've not yeah. seen if they're bringing Matt Henry over, but Matt Henry yeah. has real pace. Lucky Ferguson, right. real pace. Yeah. They have those X-factor bowlers as well. Write them off. At your peril, oh. which is another thing that people should do when talking about Pakistan. Because their <laughs> tournament cricket history, as though they've been drilled in their own in the UAE against Australia by five matches, 4-0 mm. here against England. But you just can't yeah. write them off, Yeah, it. absolutely right, Charlie. I think um, uh, they're very similar to West Indies because there's a lot of individual talent. And on the day, as we saw during the Champions Trophy... Uh, it was a stuttering start. They got thrashed by India, then made a recovery, came back, had to win every match to qualify for the semis and then beat England in the semifinal at Cardiff. So uh, uh, they've got the numbers here in England. Uh, you know, every time they come here, like Champions Trophy, like T20 World Cup, they were the winners. Uh, and so you can expect anything on the day from this side. I mean, uh, part, of, part of me just wonders if Pakistan actually play really, really poorly prior to international tournaments. <laughs> so that, that everyone thinks, oh, well, this lot are no yeah, good. Yeah. And then they just come out, as Imran famous, famously said in your side in yeah. 92, like cornered tigers. tigers. I mean, it's very difficult really to plan against a side <laughs> like Pakistan because you don't know whether they'll be playing or not. I mean, you know, it's, it's difficult to know their strengths or weaknesses because they can outplay themselves. They can beat themselves on the day as well, Pakistan. But I'll be uh, closely watching the, the progress because even though they've been downed by England, um, I, I think the acclimatization bit yeah. and playing against the best side in the world would help them uh, get their game in order come the World Cup event. West Indies, you mentioned. West Indies, we haven't mentioned as uh, as possible contenders. And they've got the big guns back. It's mm. Chris Gale's final hurrah yeah. in international cricket. And if the pitches are anything like, yeah. you know, don't expect them to be going, nicking and nudging their way to 300s, 350s. They're going to blast yeah. their way to 350s. And with the, with the players that they've got yeah. and the IPL um, and franchise experience that they've got, you know, they might just deal in boundaries, but they could be very scary 
slippery prospect for some teams. Well, that is right. Yeah, I mean they're a bit like England. Uh, I mean the the top four actually play a bit like England because they just go and hit the ball hard for four and sixes. And and so on a good day on a good batting surface, you're absolutely right. I mean we we could be in for a run bonanza. But the only issue with the batting is that they don't have an anchor player. Shai Hope uh, can cover that base mm-hmm. a bit. But there'll be a lot of pressure on him because they go one-dimensional. It's yeah. either four, six, or out. And in a world tournament, I think you've got to be better than that. I think you've got to make sure that you play the pressure points better and that you've got a game plan. Hitting a four and six can't be a game plan over a 50-overrun period. Just to keep an eye on their captain as well. The captain yeah. is a very, very good leader. He's grown oh, into yeah. that position, Jason Holder, sure. and has been through some very thin times with West Indies cricket. They've come through the other side. They're performing in Test match cricket a little bit more now, and in T20 cricket, they're always uh, a, a fierce competitor. Yeah. But Shivron, Shimon Hetmeyer as well. Keep that name yeah. just at the just at the side. Write it down because he is a very exciting talent for the West Indies. A um, couple more. Sri Lanka. We're not really. Backing yeah. a great deal, less struggling at the moment. Yeah. Afghanistan. Yeah, I like Afghanistan. Them? I like Afghanistan, Charlie, because they've got a wonderful spin department. And Rashid and Nabi and Mujib, really. I mean, they're the very, very flexible operators because they can bowl with the new ball, they can bowl in the middle of the innings. And and Rashid is different to uh, Rashid, for example, or to an Imran Tahir because he doesn't use his wrist a lot. He, he spins the ball with his fingers, which is very different. It's a bit like Abdul Qadir used to do. You know, <laughs> it, 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 it spin the ball from, from the middle finger rather than the third finger. Uh, and, and so there's a lot of natural talent and ability with the ball, which is always refreshing to see. Um, you know, they'll, they'll fight tooth and nail. Uh, if they can, Have they got the batting? Yeah, I mean, that's an issue, actually. If they can get their batting in order and if they can uh, be ready for such a big event, big tournament where all the focus and eyes will be on Afghanistan, can they handle that kind of pressure? I just wonder as well, if Afghanistan get into a, si- a situation where maybe they can get themselves to 200, 210, something sure. like yeah. that, and then the pitch starts to maybe get a bit slower and deteriorate yeah. a bit. How many sides in world cricket against that spin attack of yeah. Nabi, of Majib, yeah. of Rashid Khan, and there's more, more. as well. They've got more bowlers to, to turn to. I just wonder how many will fancy chasing down a, a lowish total like that with yeah. that bowling attack. Yeah, I mean, so, so 30 overs, you can bank. Um, uh, 10 overs from the three spinners and then you've got Hamid who's, who's a good reverse swing bowler mm-hmm. bowls at around 140 clicks so he's, he's pretty sharp only thing is the batting if they can get runs on the board I think they'll be a mighty exciting team to watch well that's pretty much the lot of the uh Rest of the teams in the ICC Cricket World Cup, and it really, we hasn't sorted out anything. We've not, we've, we've mentioned the positives of the of numerous teams, if if not all of them, apart from Sri Lanka, perhaps. Yeah. But I mean, if you were to put your 50p mm. on the three other sides. Let's say that England go through to the semi-finals. They yeah. may, they may not. Yeah. But if you were to put your 50p, I'm sure India would be one of them. Yeah. Pick me two other semi-finalists, Remy. So I'm picking New Zealand um, and I'm picking probably South Africa. Um, Australia versus South Africa. I, I just feel that Australia... Uh, you know, they haven't had a great time of it in the last 12 months or so, even though they, they had a great series against Pakistan, whitewashed them. But that was in different conditions, in UAE conditions, and Pakistan hadn't sent their mm. best 11 as well. Um, so I'm, I'm backing actually South Africa to make it to the semis. Obviously, you can't write 
of Pakistan as well. So my heart says Pakistan also in the, in the four. <laughs> That's six more teams that <laughs> yeah. you added. I'd take those splinters out of your backside. Yeah. I'm, go- I'm with you. I'm with New Zealand and uh, and also Australia. I'm going to yeah. go with All Australia right, okay. in these conditions with England and India. What we can look forward to is wonderful cricket and the emergence, I believe, of Afghanistan yeah, as a right. proper one-day international nation. Thank you so much, Thanks, uh, Ramiz, for joining us. And don't forget, you can hear from Ramiz and the rest of our TMS summarizers throughout the course of this World Cup. Now you can subscribe to the daily TMS podcast via the BBC Sounds app or via your normal podcast provider. And as always, we'd like your input. Feel free to email us with what you would like to hear in the podcast. TMS at bbc.co.uk and put podcast in the subject box. Tomorrow, Mark Chapman will be speaking to all 10 World Cup captains, a programme and a podcast not to be missed. The TMS Podcast at the Cricket World Cup. Download and subscribe via the BBC Sounds app for a new episode every day.